Hello, everyone, and welcome to Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. I'm your host, Bill Cannon. Phil Grimaldi took the day off today. I know you guys are all going to be disappointed because everyone loves uh, Phil Grimaldi, straight out of Brooklyn, retired detective from the NYPD. But, uh, you know, people have lives. They can't uh, they can't go live every single day. And uh, so Phil wasn't available today. He's got some family duties uh, to do. Yeah, LNB, that's right, LNB Spumoni Gardens. That's where we were the last time. But, you know, folks, some of the things that are coming up now in the search for Brian Laundrie, I can't help but think m- m- much of it is uh, is a smokescreen. And the reason I say that is because yesterday, uh, Brian Laundrie's father, his father Chris, I believe his name is, yes, Chris Laundrie, he went out to help the police search the Carlton Reserve. I mean, I think that is undoubtedly choreographed by their attorney. I think the attorney is pulling the strings. Some folks have suggested that the attorney, because of a lawyer-client privilege, could still be in contact with Brian and not have to tell anyone uh, where Brian is. And that, that is a fact. He is protected by um, lawyer-client privilege, but how far can he go with that and not be charged at some point with, a, with obstruction? Uh, I don't know if that's... Uh, if that's a possibility, we're gonna we're gonna definitely have to, have to look into that. But the fact that Chris Laundrie went out yesterday to purportedly help the police and the FBI, believe me, no attorney would tell a client, uh, and he's re- representing um, Chris Laundrie also. Uh, no attorney would ever say to their client, "Go go speak to the FBI." Uh, they would never say that. So I I believe that uh, you know that Chris Laundry is being put up at, being put up to be to cooperating with the police now because he hasn't cooperated one bit this whole time. I'm going to play a little bit of um, a little bit of the video uh, of of um, Chris Laundry going out and purportedly helping with the search with the police, which 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 I totally. Do not buy, but um, I'm going to we'll share this. Uh, we'll share the screen with this video. So many different steps to take with this. Okay. Match. Senator Blackburn. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Ms. Cl- Sorry, guys, I'm having a little technical difficulties here. Let me get this off here. Stop sharing the screen. So I had a little problem with that video. I'll get back to it in a second. But purportedly, he was told uh, he was going to go out. And I believe he was told by his attorney to cooperate, to go out and help the police, because I can't believe he took that upon himself um, to, to, uh, to go out and help the police in this search, because... He hasn't cooperated one bit the entire time, but all of a sudden now he's going to cooperate. I, I, I certainly do not do not buy that. Uh, so here's the uh, here's the video of the Carlton Reserve. You could see it right there. Uh, I'm still having some audio problems here, so I'm just going to uh, remove that from the screen. But you can see how vast 
that the Carlton Reserve is. And if you believe that Brian is still in the Carlton Reserve, I got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn because I don't believe that he's anywhere near there. We'll begin uh, momentarily. I think it's it's sort of a disgrace that uh, they're purportedly pretending now to help the police because it's it's definitely not it's definitely not occurring. The other thing was there was some uh, uh, there was some talk of whether he could in fact survive uh, for this long in the wilderness, and he's really uh, contrary to some of the he's really not a survivalist. I, I don't think he's really someone that could uh, he's not a special forces guy he's a nature kid and uh he's not one i think that could survive in the woods for a long time but um it's uh it's really you know i don't believe he's still around i believe that uh, he's taken off i believe people have helped him to get away uh i i don't think that he's anywhere around uh i'm gonna i'll show you another um quick video in Hang on, we'll get we'll get this onto the screen. I'm going to share this. Okay. Okay. Participation, saying, "quote The laundries are hopeful there will be another opportunity to assist." End quote. A spokesman for Northport Police also told Fox News tonight his department did not make that request, nor would they be the asking agency in an FBI-led investigation. Meantime, the family of Gabby Petito, they're speaking out. After the last few days, they have appeared on the Dr. Phil show. Gabby's parents and step-parents are opening up, saying at the end of August, they were concerned for both Brian and Gabby after they hadn't heard from him. It wasn't until after contacting detectives that they learned Brian was home, Gabby was not. They told, they told Dr. Phil that his parents never responded to any of their calls or any of their texts, and that it's all been an emotional roller coaster. How do you feel about it? I'm angry. I know who the last person was that was with her. I can't point fingers until we know for sure. But Gabby's family went on to tell Dr. Phil they do believe Brian is alive. And they asked Brian to turn himself in. So I believe also that uh, I really believe as a, a, an investigator for uh, over 27 years with the NYPD that uh, the Brian Laundrie's family is in contact with him. I believe his attorney is in contact with him. I believe they've supplied him with money. They've supplied him with resources. I also believe he's out of the country. I don't believe he's around. He's not definitely not in the Carlton Reserve. And when you think of the, um, the resources that the local police department has put into searching the Carlton Reserve, it is just beyond imaginable. I'm sure they don't have those resources, uh, but they've put unbelievable amount of resources into searching uh, for Brian. Uh, there was another last night, um, uh, Gabby Petito's father was on um, the uh, Banfield show. Uh, and I just want to um, share that with you. I'm not going to share the whole show. We'll share a, a clip from it and we'll, we'll take a, we'll take a look at this. Uh, 
just going to say two things. I found out that most of the people on the planet are good, but there's some really evil, horrible people. America, the richest, most powerful country on the world, we're number one in sex trafficking of children and women. So there's a lot of really bad people out there. And I know Joe is busting to ask me. You can ask the cops. They, they, I love cops, but they need to talk to you and tell you what's going on. There are two women here whose cases were so-so. Beth Holloway's case was almost as badly handled is Adams. If I could roll the clock back, I'd be right there saying, you got to tell me. I've passed laws that the cops have to, and the DAs, they have to talk to you. You need to know, you're not going to tell anybody else. You're not going to say it to the media and blow the case. And if they made mistakes, you have the right to ask them. How do they let this guy get out the front door? The number one suspect, FBI and these local cops. The guy went on the run way early before they ever knew he was in the house. Joe, you have the rights. You can sit down and say, my wife and my my new wife and, and Gabby's mother, we need to know what's going on here. We need to, we don't need to find it out on the media. Treat us with some, on television, treat us with some dignity. And I, I can't wait to meet you, Joe, because I've walked in those shoes. You know, I just don't think that uh, sometimes uh, and, uh, that John Walsh is helpful. I think he's clouded by who he is. He's a he's a television character, and he's his criticism of the police. He's not a cop. He's never been a cop, and but yet he's highly, highly critical of the police. You know, and there's enough criticism to go around for everybody. The police in this case uh, have they made mistakes? Absolutely. Do the, the, the police always make mistakes? Yeah, they're human. They always make mistakes. But for John Walsh to go on TV and start chastising the police, it's easy from his bully pulpit from a TV. And again, I I understand he's helped in the apprehension. Helped. He didn't apprehend anybody. He's helped in the apprehension of, I believe, 1,400 uh, fugitives. And that's commendable. But beating up the police, the police are the ones that are really investigating this, the FBI, the local police. And I said early on in this investigation that the, one of the biggest mistakes they ever made was not to conduct surveillance on Brian Laundry. He should have been surveilled, even though in the beginning of this case, as everyone knows, and we criticized, uh, he was known as a person of interest. Uh, I don't, you know, that term sort of is a little bit annoying to me, a person of interest. Uh, not He wasn't named as a suspect. To me, I think from minute one when he came back uh, from Wyoming with Gabby's van without Gabby, I think he was much more uh, than a person of interest. I think that he was a suspect. So now he's a fugitive based on the uh, arrest warrants for um, him using an unlawful access device, which was Gabby's debit card, which he used to purchase whatever he purchased. But... uh, it's you know I I don't think it helps when um, when he when he criticizes the police it's it, he's not as I said he's not a police officer he's not an investigator he's a TV pundit and uh, I don't know folks in the chat if you feel the same way I know there's a lot of uh, big fans Tony the Night Owl Brian's parents didn't do right by Gabby's parents Tony the Night Owl one hundred percent you're right uh, Beach Blanket I blame the parents for murder as much as I blame Brian. I don't know if that, but I think that they're complicit in not cooperating with the police. I believe that they know where Brian is. I believe their attorney certainly knows where he is. And everyone is hiding behind a lawyer, 
attorney-client privilege. Um, Bryce, how did Brian's parents treat her? Why did she flee their home almost on a monthly basis? I don't know the answer to that, uh, Bryce. Uh, I'll try to find that out for you. Folks, this is a police off the cuff, real crime stories. If you're not subscribed to us on YouTube, please do so. Go to our YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit that bell, give us a thumbs up. Uh, we also have a Patreon. You could join our Patreon. If you could look at the banner on the screen, that's the address address for our Patreon. And we also have a membership on policeoffthecuff.com. There's four levels. The bucket, polish my rack, dipped in butter, and heated dipped in butter. And those four, it's $2.99, $9.99, $24.99, and $49.99 a month. We appreciate all your support trying to give you uh, the police perspective of these real crime stories. Uh, Anyway, we, I thank you for all the support that you've given to us uh, in, in the since. But um, the lawyer said, Jane, Jan Sabin, the lawyer said he spoke to him on the 14th, yet the timeline has changed because now he is missing on the 13th. Yeah, I think that they, you know, when you lie about things, uh, you're not as accurate as if when you're telling the truth. Um, uh Bill, same here, but not sure about our country. The money should be paid by his parents. I just got done watching Banfield. It was nice. I think what you're referring to, Catherine, is that you feel that Brian Laundrie is out of the country. And I felt that for a while now. I think that they've been hiding him. I think he's got the resources. I do not believe for a second that he's uh... Scott Wagner, former NYPD. The family had to help him get away. There's been something in their financials that show mommy going to Brian. Too many screw-ups by the local PD. Yes, uh, I agree, Scott, but the FBI is also the main investigator on this, so they deserve uh, they deserve a little credit for if there's any screw-ups. But I, I agree with you if you're referring to the fact that um, – if you're referring to the fact that uh, he um, – they let him get away, then I absolutely 100% agree with you that they should have had him under surveillance. And the fact that they didn't, that that was pretty horrendous. And uh, it's, you know, the I'm just going to show you also a short clip uh, from when uh, Gabby Petito's family was on uh, Dr. Phil's show. And uh, we'll share this on the screen. Uh, And stranger things have happened. What would you say to him if he's watching this right this minute? This is where I should wash my mouth, right? Turn yourself in. 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 an environmental survivalist type that he knows camping knows i believe he bragged about that like that he was good at that stuff you know you almost cannot imagine the uh the grief that the family of gabby petito is going through and and piled on top of that is the fact that uh Brian Laundrie's family has not cooperated one bit with this investigation. 
And that's, that's got to help. That's got to contribute tremendously to the grief that these poor people are feeling, you know. And in fact, uh, at this point, the FBI still hasn't released the body to the family. Uh, Guy Merritt, Dr. Phil is such a strange-o. I'm out. Peace. Hope they find this bum. Good luck. They need to turn the heat up on this guy's parents. Find something to charge him with now. Well, you know, we had uh, two weeks ago uh, from the TV show Hot Bench, uh, Judge Patricia Domingo. And I asked her straight out, Judge, if you were a judge on this case and you were presented with a eavesdropping warrant on uh, Brian Laundrie's parents, would you sign it? And she said 100% across the board she would not, that that would be a violation of their civil liberties, it would be a violation of their rights. So you got to understand a lot, we all want Brian to be found. However, you know, we know our criminal justice system, we know our court system, and we cannot just uh, search someone's um, search someone's home uh, without probable cause. And with this, this judge, Patricia Domingo, from the TV show Hot Bench, said no, she wouldn't sign a warrant for that. So it's uh, it's easy to play hardcore, uh, but it's not. It's not within the scope of the law. So I don't think that they can just uh, get a search warrant on their house. Uh, Triathlete New York, it's ridiculous. The parents know. He came home on the first. Uh, he did they not ask where Gabby was. Hello, did it? That's why he ran. Well, yes, we've been saying that. It would be unusual, but beyond unusual, that he would come home with Gabby's van, but without Gabby. And that the parents would would not ask, where is Gabby? You know, that's that's not believable that uh, that could occur. But you know, to think that they don't uh, they they don't know about this. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous to to, to think that could even be a possibility. But uh, I'm going to share another quick um, share the screen with another quick video. Local newscaster from Florida. Uh, let's put this up on the screen. And this could be now the the beginning here of the uh, of the search. Uh, again, there could have been a time set. Let's all meet at the Carlton Reserve here at this time. We'll have our meeting here at this time, and then we'll actually start walking or driving around the grounds here uh, at this time. Maybe noon. It's eleven fifty-five Eastern right now. Could noon be the start time of the search efforts? It, it's um, if there is a you know the FBI is by the book, and of course they have a plan in place for each and each every each and every day. And there's, of course, a strategy that is that is executed. And we might see that strategy kind of play out in real time here from from Eagle 8 HD. Ashley Renee, hashtag AJB, the FBI wouldn't ask his father to be there unless they know something. Right. I don't think they'd let him interfere with their investigation otherwise. You know, Ashley, I don't know if you would say it's necessarily interfering, but trying to tap into the knowledge of Brian Laundrie's father, Chris Laundrie. And, and use that to to their advantage as far as looking in the right spot. Uh, so I, I don't know if necessarily interfering here. Now, listen, I, I, I read your social media comments. Reddit, I, I hear all of what you're saying on Reddit. I'm, I pay very close attention to Reddit. 
to Twitter, to YouTube, to Instagram. And I know that there are people who think that this is just a major misdirection, that this is all intentional. And this is all just to give Brian Laundrie an opportunity to get as far away from Florida as possible. I, I hear it, but there's no evidence. There's no evidence. That is a theory that makes sense for a Netflix series or a Hulu movie or an Amazon Prime original. It, it does. It, it makes sense. It, like that, that, that puzzle piece fits in your brain. But there's no evidence right now to suggest that this is a misdirection. And if the FBI is committing this amount of resources here to the Carlton Reserve near Mayakahatchee, then it leads you to believe, we don't know, but it makes you want to believe that they have something substantial, credible, tangible evidence that leads them to be, you, I mean, we're, we're almost going on a month here, right? A month or so at the Carlton Reserve as far as the search. Uh, we're, we're about to hit the one month point. Would, would it be a month-long search if they didn't have something that really felt authentic and real as to them being here? I, I think that we have to put our faith in the FBI. And, and remember, they're the ones at the poker table holding all the cards, and, and we don't know what those cards are as far as the evidence here in this case. Uh, Gabriella Gab with a very good question here. Hashtag AJB. Are people watching Laundry's Home? If not, they should. And I can assure you that while a large contingency of media has moved from outside of the home there at uh, in Northport, the laundry home, and have moved here to Myakkahatchee uh, to where the, the Ford Mustang was, was found, abandoned. Uh, there's still going to be a considerable amount of people outside of the home. It's not as if everybody picks up their gear, leaves, uh, you know, pick up, picks up their lawn chairs and drives to the spot. Though I would imagine that right now outside of the laundry home, there and I'd be curious checking with Brian. I'll, I'll shoot Brian Enton a text here. Okay, let's just text Brian. Just curious where Brian is. I know that our crews have mobilized and our crews are on the Mayaka side of the Carlton Reserve. Um, but if Brian Enton is still at uh, at the laundry home, um, and I can follow, of course. I, I mean, you I'm can right see how severe that terrain well. is. I'm just curious, and, if uh, he is still at the laundry home, then, that, uh, no, he is, Brian Enton, of course, is, uh, is at the reserve. I, I see his post food, here five minutes you know, ago. In fact, uh, he did a live stream for his viewers there as well. Rabbits, but that so uh, he is there on the ground. So I don't know how many people, Gabriella, are at the laundry's home, but I can assure you it's not a ghost town. Uh, Heather on YouTube, hashtag KJB, do you think that all of these FBI agents and everyone involved would be wasting time searching the same reserve if they didn't have some sort of evidence slash clues that he is, in fact, hiding there? Very similar to what I was just talking about. There, the, the Federal Bureau of Investigation is notorious for not giving... It's, it's an ironclad ship, no leaks whatsoever. And so we're not going to get any information as to why uh, these developments have occurred, while there were, why there was an uptick specifically in activity at Carlton Reserve yesterday, why there was more vehicles there. It, it was virtually non-existent from Eagle 8 HD as far as the search efforts on Monday, Tuesday. Then Wednesday comes around and all of a sudden uh, they focus in on a new area. A drone gets launched in the air, a canine gets brought in, and they're going up and down the power line trail there, the power line road there, um, and kind of scanning back and forth and really paying attention to that one spot. 
So what does that mean? We don't necessarily know, but to Heather's comment here, it makes you want to believe that there is something new here that leads them not just to be focusing their attention here on this one spot, but to also now have Brian Laundrie's father, Chris Laundrie, here at Carlton Reserve. Jessica Conway, hashtag AJB. Do you think Brian Laundrie will be found by, by his father today? I hope. I hope. That's all I can say. Everyone's got gut feelings. I, I read it specifically. I spent all night last night and all morning this morning. You know, my feelings are that uh, this reporter here, J.B. Buono, is very condescending the way he talks to people. I don't think he's an investigator himself. Uh, my feelings are that if the uh, laundries were going to cooperate, they would have cooperated very early on when he first came home with uh, Gabby Petito's uh, van and without Gabby Petito. Um, Irish Green, uh, good question. Bill, do you think the father could have showed the police spots the punk might be, or did they try to see if he would slip and give them some info they didn't already know? I don't think he's in there. You know, Irish Green, I, I agree with you. I think that um, the Laundries could have cooperated early on, and the fact that they're cooperating now, I think is an instrument uh, – a strategy being used by their attorney in case they do grab Brian and the parents are prosecuted for not cooperating or for harboring or hiding a fugitive. I think this is a device being used by their attorney. Look, they've hid behind lawyer-client privilege this whole time. And to think that all of a sudden now they're cooperating, I don't buy it. I do not buy it. Uh, Sunshine and Morgan. Now, I agree with you, Detective Phil. It's so huge where he's going or what is his plan. He don't have food forever. He's not there. Detective Phil, Sunshine and Morgan is off today, but I'm Sergeant Bill. It's all right. Sergeant Bill and Detective Phil, that's who we are. In fact, uh, we, we even got like a, a new flyer there, real crime story, Sergeant Bill and Detective Phil. We got a couple other different designs, but uh, that's what we're being called. The Sergeant Phil and uh, Detective Bill show, but Phil had to take off today. You know, I'd love to hear uh, some of your opinions in the chat. Um, JB loves to hear himself talk, can't say two sentences without using the word here a dozen times. Uh, well, I, I just don't like his condescending attitude. He couldn't find a bad guy in a state prison with the help of the warden, yet he's speaking like he knows uh, how to conduct an investigation. And believe me, the FBI, this is not. I know everyone thinks the FBI is the premier law enforcement agency in the country, as we've been fed by the media. But this is not really the FBI's terrain. This is not what they do. The FBI is not uh, searchers. They're not uh, the real police. They're more they're more suit and tie police. But I know the media feeds it that they're the premier law enforcement agency in the world. And um, I would think if you spoke to most cops, they would differ with that. They would differ with that opinion. I think. The best cops probably in the country are the ones in the, the uh, inner city communities, New York City, Baltimore, Chicago, Los Angeles. Those are the best. Uh, those are Detroit, Miami. Those are the best cops in the country, not the FBI. And I'm sorry if I'm popping anyone's bubble, but those are the best. I worked with the best detectives in the world. The NYPD uh, detective squad is the best in the world. So sorry if I'm prejudiced, but I am. 
uh, the truth, my opinion, there is no evidence. There is no evidence that Laundry or his parents did anything. You don't want opinions in the chat. You blocked me for bringing up that opinion yesterday. Everyone here is emotional. I'm giving my educated uh, opinion uh, based on the fact that they haven't cooperated. So if that's an opinion, uh, yeah, they have not cooperated one bit since day one of this investigation. So I think I'm qualified to give that opinion. Uh, if you listen to these TV pundits, uh, they've never conducted an investigation in their life, yet they're giving their opinion. So I think I'll give my 27-year opinion uh, based on being a homicide sergeant in Manhattan North for over 10 years. So I think I can give a, an educated opinion. Um, Michelle, Michelina Serino, Bill, I really like the original... Uh, police off the cuff with the handcuffs, maybe combined the new with the old somehow, and you had a quick music intro. Yeah, we've been, you know, we've been evolving on this show, trying to uh, do the very best we can. There's so much competition on YouTube. We try to give you an honest portrayal based on our experience from a police perspective, just like uh, a few others, like Duty Ron does the same thing. It gives you an honest opinion from a police perspective. We try to bring on educated and informed guests that uh, give the same opinion. Uh, Mudcat, I work with great sheriff deputies in small counties. Mudcat, I don't doubt that you do. There's police across this country that are doing a great job all over. And I just want to shout out to them and to some of the inner city police officers that don't get the credit that they deserve. Uh, the truth, this is a venue for opinions, not emotional to a point of savage crying. I don't know what that means. Uh, Joel D4, I live here in Northport. Rain for a brief time probably won't interfere with the searching. Well, Florida, it's always, it rains usually every day just about, doesn't it, in Florida? Uh, it's always raining. Um, boxing MMA, hello, how are you, Boxing MMA? Jane Saban, in the beginning they said they had no evidence he was in the Carlton Reserve, but the family said they picked the car up from there. Look, that's why I think there's evidence that the family uh, did help. And I think that they somehow helped him escape. But early on, I think that now I, I don't believe that he's in the Carlton Reserve. I, I think that that boat has left the dock. And I, I think that uh, the fact that the family is now cooperating with the FBI and such, I think that's the lawyer. I really believe that the... Um, Laundry family's attorney is telling them to do that so that they're seen as cooperating. I don't know. Uh, I don't think that it's the FBI that's choreographing this. Look, I could be wrong. I'm talking from my experience. And I think that, you know, their attorney wants to give the appearance uh, that they're cooperating. Um, the Kanab, there is one thing most of us can agree on. There is no way Cassie and her kids could spend hours at DeSoto and not ask about Gabby. Thank you for your comment. Norma Gonzalez uh, Vasquez. And they lied about that timeline too. Too many consistencies leaving out facts. You know, if they were um, a real sign of cooperation would be if they were willing to be interviewed. And I don't, have you seen them agree to be interviewed? I don't think so. I don't think that they've agreed to be interviewed. So there's a sign uh, that they haven't they really haven't agreed uh, to help out with anything, and they're not—they're not a hundred percent cooperating. So to say that they're all cooperating, uh, 
Triathlete New York, thank you for the $4.99 super chat. As a parent, I'd be insanely crazy if my son was missing after 24 hours. He's 26. I still worry that's my point, the lying. Well, as I said, if if the laundries were really cooperating, I think that they would agree to be interviewed. And have you seen them interviewed yet? Have you seen them agree to be interviewed by either the FBI or the local police? I don't I haven't seen that happen. So I don't um I don't see that that's true. You know, I totally don't see that they've agreed uh that they've agreed to totally cooperate. So uh, it's I just you know, I want to show a little bit of um last night um John Walsh was um was um talking on the Banfield show and I'm just going to put a little bit of this on the screen. Uh we could get this say two things i found out that most of the people on the planet are good but there's some really evil horrible people america the richest most powerful country on the world we're number one in sex trafficking of children and women so there's a lot of really bad people out there and i know joe is busting to ask me you can ask the cops they that i love cops but they need to talk to you and tell you what's going on there are two women here whose cases were so so beth holloway's case was was almost as badly handled as Adams. If I could roll the clock back, I'd be you gotta tell me. I've passed laws that the cops have to, and the DAs, they have to talk to you. You need to know, you're not gonna tell anybody else. You're not gonna say it to the media and blow the case. And if they made mistakes, you have the right to ask them. How do they let this guy get out the front door? The number one suspect, FBI and these local cops. The guy And my, my new wife and, and Gabby's mother, we need to know what's going on here. We need to, we don't need to find it out on the media. Treat us with some, on television, treat us with some dignity. And I, I can't wait to meet you, Joe, because I've walked in those shoes. I don't think that what John Walsh said uh, to Gabby Petito's dad uh, really made him feel any better. If you looked at his face, I think that he was a little bit perturbed at what he was hearing. So, uh, you know. It's like, I think that sometimes TV people get a little carried away with themselves. Anyone uh, put a thumbs up if you agree with that statement in the chat. I mean, I just feel that uh, it's a little bit crazy that uh, how he's talking. And, you know, this, this is a family that just lost their daughter. There's no closure because the person that potentially could be responsible for it is still out there. Uh David Johnston, yes, even the kids did not know Gabby was there, or at least say something to, uh, come on, Gabby loved them, I guess. Looking at the kids, yes, I would want to know where my aunt was, uh, and they don't know where our aunt was, Michilla Serino. Uh, what's up with the, uh, Michelina Serino, what's up with the father's big dumb smile, too? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't I don't know about that, but... Uh, you know, there hasn't been all that much new information of this case. Uh, we spoke about it last night that the um, the cause of death still has not been released. So the FBI is still holding that very close to the vest. Uh, and, and we don't know that. That's it. That's an important thing. Uh, Tony Violente, I'm 31. If my parents don't hear from me for two days, they're calling. The same with my brother, who's 35, and sister all the family members, there's all eight of us. Yeah, I think that, you know, families have a different barometer for how often they contact uh, family members. But uh, 
Um, Erica Mirzajewski, I have watched you on Summer Wells' case a couple of times, and now this case a couple of times. I like watching your show locally here in Northport. Thank you very much, Erica. And folks, if you're not subscribed to Police Off the Cuff, please go on our YouTube, hit the subscribe button, ring that bell, give us a thumbs up. And uh, we're, we're trying to give you the real, um, the real police perspective uh, to these cases, to these real crime cases. There's a lot of um, conjecture. There's a lot of um, people out there that maybe are just uh, passing on rumors, passing on things that they heard. And we try to dissect it. I think that uh, uh, Duty Ron uh, had Barbara Butcher on and um, Ed Wallace. And I think that almost broke YouTube. They had 1.7 million views as Barbara Butcher dissected what goes on in an autopsy and what they should have expected to find. And uh, she did a brilliant job, as did Ed Wallace, who broke down the crime scene. Uh, Ritastic 174, Ashley on Banfield read the definition of an abandoned car. It was said that the car has to sit there for at least five days. It makes me wonder how long the Mustang was at the reserve. That's a good point. You know, early on in this uh, investigation, um, there was a lot of conjecture. Um, I like all those thumbs up in the chat. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for agreeing with me. Uh, I believe Brian left between the 7th and the 8th. Kim Holmes says that. You know, that's the thing is that unless you read a timeline that's made by the authorities, by the police department, uh, or an investigator on this case, it's very difficult to solidify that timeline and to say, yes, this is definitively when he left. You know, and the fact that they, I mean, I find it really strange that they went camping after he returned home without Gabby. Did, did that make any sense? To me, what that said was they were planning his escape and they were doing a rehearsal. To go camping after that, it just, uh, it's, you know, Regina Carter, let's be honest, if you just killed your girlfriend, you're not telling your parents you're going to say we broke up and I don't want to talk about it. You know, Regina, I'm going to have to disagree with you because I think that they would also have to make some sort of a, a hypothesis what happened to her. You came home with her car and she's gone. Where is she? You would, If you were a parent, you wouldn't ask those questions? You think he could have withstood the questioning in his state of mind? I, I don't think so, but I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with you um, I, you know, I really think that, uh, triathlete New York, I think John Walsh thinks good, but sometimes he comes across a, a way that I think it offends people, but I think he thinks good. I think he's been doing this TV thing a long time and look, he lost his son under horrendous, horrendous circumstances. Duty Ron's in the chat. Good to see you, Duty Ron. He lost his son under horrendous, horrendous circumstances. Uh, Thank you, Duty Ron. Duty Ron says, uh, great live, Sergeant Bill, excellent points here. You know, I'm so used to, um, I've been getting used to having my partner, Phil Grimaldi, with me. And I toss things to him, and he gives his perspective. And he doesn't always agree with me. He doesn't always uh, say what I think, what I'm thinking. But that's the beauty of having a co-host. And uh, 
Duty Ron, thank you so much. Duty Ron has uh, helped me tremendously get my um, show going on YouTube. And we sort of split Police Off the Cuff into two different shows. One, Police Off the Cuff with Mark DeMeo is more of an entertainment type show, but still with a law enforcement theme. But Police Off the Cuff Real Crime Stories is going and, and uh, dissecting these real crime stories that are basically in the public's consciousness. Uh, D.D. Roberts, something stinks in there. Uh, psychopaths don't have any empathy. The rotten apple doesn't fall very far from the tree. You know, we could surmise a lot of things about Brian Laundry and about Brian Laundry's parents. Uh, we, we would all want to think that um, one doodling bug that we would do different as parents. Um, okay, yeah, I was confused because the news channel I was watching made it sound like parents could scrub up a bloody crime scene and not get in trouble. And I was like, no, that that's not, they can absolutely not do that. That would be obstructing uh, governmental administration, would be tampering with evidence, would be a lot of different things. Barbara Kukuru, John Walsh hates police, must be a liberal nut. I don't think he hates police. I think he's highly critical of police. And I think that he is that way because he's a television pundit. And I don't think he's ever walked the walk, but he talks the talk. So um, I know a lot of people in the chat, a lot of people across this country love John Walsh. So I'm not going to criticize him, but I understand that he was never a police officer, a law enforcement officer. So I take a little bit of umbrage that he's criticizing the police. Uh, David Johnston, if I, if it were my son out there, I would live out there to catch him. I would tell police I'm doing it to get him out of the woods. I have no options. Uh, yeah. Even if he was my son, um, you know, people say they would do that. Uh, Jan, Jan Sabin. Uh, he would have to explain why he's in the van. His parents would have to ring his parents to make sure she was okay and who was collecting the van. They didn't. That speaks volumes. Jan Sabin, I 100% agree with you. If he came home and their, her parents were calling uh, frantically and they never told Gabby Petito's parents that she's missing, uh, horrendous, right? Bethany88, really enjoying your channel and perspectives on these cases. Hello from Providence, Rhode Island. Beautiful place, Providence, Rhode Island. Rhode Island's a beautiful state. We got people from all over here, you know. I'm not going to do what Duty Ron does. I'm not going to do the roll call because people say, Bill, you're copying Duty Ron. But it's nice to see people from all over the world in the chat. And um, Phil Grimaldi, he couldn't make it, but he's in the chat. Listening, Bill, as I'm running around, I agree with you. If he came home and didn't want to talk about why didn't his parents answer Gabby's family's inquiries? Well, obviously, because they were hiding something. Uh, Kim Gasquet, uh, I hope I pronounced that correctly. You're doing a fabulous job, Bill. Thank you, Kim. I really appreciate it. It's good to hear. Uh, it's good to hear that you're doing a good job. And uh, one of the ways you can see that you're doing a good job is when people subscribe to your channel. So hit that subscribe button, ring that bell, and give us a thumbs up. Thank you so much. We feel we feel the love from all over the world, you know. Uh, Phil Grimaldi, they would have said Gabby and Brian broke up. Yeah, they could have said something, but instead they they said nothing, you know. Uh, it's Marie Green, thank you. Police off the cuff is the best. Houston, how you doing, Houston? Tina Garrett, new from Missouri. Missouri, ooh, Missouri, Missouri. 
I say Missouri in New York, but Missouri, right? Uh, Justice for thank you, police and law enforcement. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Peggy Laswell, I believe Brian is staying. Let me put you in on the screen. I believe Brian is staying close to the family. Cassie's house is near DeSoto, and I think she may be helping him because parents are under surveillance. If he fled Florida, he would be long gone. You know, folks, one of the ways, of course, that law enforcement tracks people, of course, uh, cell phone usage. And since he doesn't have a phone that they know about, he may have a burner phone or several burner phones, which they don't know the number to. So that's one of the things that the FBI would love to know is um, the phone number, if he does, in fact, have a burner phone, because that's one way they could uh, they could track them. Lest we forget, England here. Welcome, England. Welcome from the UK. Uh, so good to see everyone from all over the place. Um, him guest gave he Phil Grimaldi's in the chat. He could have worked, he could have came on the show today. He's in the chat so much. Uh, old lady Rose, he gave his parents a story. He's a very good liar. Once Gabby's parents started calling, is when he lawyered up. He had his plan at that point and left. His family is now realizing he killed her. I believe that's true, but I still believe that they will not cooperate. Uh, yeah, well, the FBI, someone said one of their friends is an FBI agent. You know, even as a law enforcement agent, there's certain investigative things you don't tell anyone. You keep that very close to the vest. Uh, you don't want to tell anyone any investigative secrets because the only people that should know investigative secrets are the investigators. Amanda Cunningham, love this channel, much love from Scotland. It makes sense, and look at the situation from all sides. Well done. Amanda, I was in Scotland. Um, I've got to be almost three years ago now. My son went to the University of Edinburgh to get his master's degree in international security. So uh, I love Scotland. And my son's master's was Edinburgh, uh, Dublin, and then Prague. These kids know how to live, right? That was his master's degree. And now he works in uh, cybersecurity. So he actually wound up getting a good job. Um, SSS, you don't need a lawyer uh, to break up with your girlfriend and share no children. No, that's for sure. But if you are you have something to hide, usually people invoke counsel right away. I shouldn't say that. Some people don't have anything to hide. They just want to be protected, their rights protected. Uh, Joseph Hamblin. I think if we are honest with ourselves, many of us would help our kids no matter what they did. You know something, Joseph? I somewhat would agree with that statement. I'm a parent. I have two sons. Uh, they're 26 and 29, so the hard part is over for me. But I somewhat agree with your statement, Joseph. Uh, most parents will uh, help their kids. Uh, Oh, my God. Corinne Bove Dima. I've heard this one, too. Oh, my God. Now conspiracy. There's a bunker in parents' backyard in the garden. Also, sister talks out both sides of her mouth. You know, we all have our perception of what's going on in this case. We all have our own theories. But I think it's a little uh, more simple. Uh, I think that um, he got away. And I think he's far away right now. And um, I don't think he's in the Carlton Reserve. and. I think the father going into the Carlton Reserve and claiming to be helping uh, the FBI and the police search is a smokescreen put up by his lawyer. Uh, you know, uh, it's uh, Kathleen 
Thorpe, I wonder if the parents have some burner phones of their own, perhaps planted in the backyard, planters in plastic bags, just spitballing. Kathleen Thorpe, well, look, you have a right to do that as anyone else does, you know. Uh, it's uh, There's many, many different theories on this, and um, we know that the FBI has kept much of this information really, really, really close to the vest and not releasing anything. So we don't know anything about the biggest thing we don't know anything about and something that we would think would have been released uh, is the cause of death. And that still has not been released. We know the manner of death. The manner of death was ruled a homicide. And I, I on one of my shows, I went over that um, homicide by definition simply means death caused by another. So, uh, Right now, they they haven't released the cause of death, and that would be, was it asphyxia? Was it blunt trauma? Was it a gunshot wound? Uh, we we, ha we have no idea. So until they release that, uh, we know it was a homicide, so we know her death was ruled, caused, it was caused by another, but we don't know what the uh, cause of the, we know the manner of death, excuse me. It's easy to confuse those two, but... Uh, uh, Michael Allen, what is the chance he was in the same vicinity of the two women murdered when he was in town? The girlfriend was going to rat. Logical. You know, Michael, uh, I can only say that the local police that are investigating that had basically said that has no connection uh, to Gabby Petito's murder, that, that case. Um, Pet Correct, hello from Ireland. Hello from Ireland. Great, uh, great to hear you from Ireland. Uh, that's where my relatives are from. Uh, I think Johnny R. Kramer, I think Indiana wants to talk to Brian, his family on Delphi case. I would want to talk to them where he was Brian. Well, that's, that's really a stretch, but uh, you're going to charge him with the Lindbergh kidnapping soon. Um, Heather B., the father laughing with the FBI agent is very similar to Brian laughing in the body cam. Possible that apples don't fall far from trees. They befriend law enforcement as a tactic to mislead. Well, yeah, I mean, I as I said, I find it um, not believable that they're cooperating. I just, uh, I just don't feel that it's, uh, you know, I don't feel that it's it's at all uh, at all believable that he's cooperating. You know, it's uh, it's just. To me, it's it, it's not it's not to be believed, and I know a lot of you folks in the chat. I think you're not believing this either. Um, Heather B, agree. I still uh, entertain. He may be dead. You know, Maui Swift. I thank you for your comments. Thank you for your support. I see you all over police off the cuff, whether it's on our Instagram or Facebook. You're all over. Thank you. Thank you for your support. Uh, Maui Swift says, I still entertain he may be dead. Early on in this investigation, I had thought that. And then as I started learning more about uh, Brian Laundrie's personality, I uh, sort of dismissed that as I didn't think that uh, that he would kill himself. I, I, I don't think much of him as a human. I think he's a, a weak person. And I don't think he has the... Um, the balls, I'll put it that way, to kill himself. I think that he's going to try to get away and not be held uh, responsible for this, you know. Uh, 
John O'Master, I believe this is a good thing because I think it's just a matter of time before the father breaks down and spills his guts. John O'Master, I just want to tell you something. He can't spill his guts because he has invoked counsel. So the FBI is not allowed to interview him, period. If he starts just spewing nonsense to them or talking to them uh, and disregarding the advice from his attorney, they can absolutely use it. But they... He already has invoked counsel. So that means to anyone in law enforcement that's an investigator, you cannot interview him and you cannot use what he told you because he has an attorney. That's our system. Whether you believe in it or not, that's the way it works, you know. Uh, so it's, you know, Phyllis Horn, why hasn't the coroner office released her body? Cause of death. But if they release her body, they would have to give cause to the family well because that is under the auspices and the power of the fbi they're the ones that have decided not to release the body to the family it's the coroner it's apparently not their call it's the call of the investigators the fbi um and i'm sure they've requested that the pathologist don't uh you know they don't release that information to the public Andrea Talu, Bill at Duty On, I love that you are at your shows in different times so I can watch both. Chill Cat, that's so cool. Uh, Duty Ron, Big Guy Glock, welcome. I hope you subscribe to Police Off The Cuff. Thank you, Duty Ron. You're always advocating for me. Thank you so much. This is Mickey Mantle from uh, England, though, right? Hi, Bill. I think the feds are maybe trying to loosen the parents up by splitting them apart. Don't like that large smile on the father's face, though. It shouts, we know our Brian's okay. Well, you know. I think that um, I really think that the attorney, um, the attorney knows where he is. I really, I really, hundred percent. In my heart of hearts, I believe that his attorney absolutely knows where he is. And uh, you know, we had a little uh, another guy on um, from from CNN, which I usually don't like to play anything from their channel, but there was a uh, like a survivalist type was saying whether or not. He could, in fact, survive in, in the Carlton Reserve. And I just will play a little bit of that on the screen. Um, Reserve assisting authorities in the search. Chris was asked to point out any favorite trails or spots that Brian may have used in the preserve. Although Chris and Roberta Laundry provided this information verbally three weeks ago, it is now thought that on-site assistance may be better. Brian reportedly told his parents he was headed to the reserve when they last saw him on September 13th, more than three weeks later, and still no sign of Gabby Petito's fiance. The attorney for Laundry's parents telling CNN Brian's parents believe he is still there, adding the parents see no reason to make a public call for Brian to surrender to authorities because he says, quote, in short, the parents believe Brian was and still is in the preserve. So there was no reason to issue a plea on media that he, Brian, does not have access to. Police are now denying that a recent campsite was found at the Carlton Reserve after a source close to the family reported one Wednesday, holding off Chris Laundrie from the search for a day while police investigated. Northport Police telling CNN, quote, is it possible that they thought there might be a campsite out there or something they may have seen from the air, but when they got on the ground, that's not what it turned out to be? Sure, I think that's a possibility. But he also says, quote, 
Bottom line is that investigators are telling me that no campsite was found out there. Meanwhile, Gabby Petito's parents and step-parents grieving her loss and telling Fox News they hope Brian Laundrie is found alive. He's a missing piece of the puzzle to find out what they happened. They say he's the key. He's the key to the yeah, puzzle. What, what happened out yeah. there? You know, until they find him, we won't, we won't know. We believe he knows mm -hmm. everything. And according to the attorney for, for Brian's parents, uh, there were no discoveries out there in that reserve today. He told us that the, that Chris Laundrie, Brian's father, was out there to show search teams his favorite spots or places where Brian was known to frequent. And the attorney added in his statement that they hope they can find Brian. Aaron? All right. Lila, thank you. I don't know. I think that if you believe that I got, again, I got a bridge to sell you in, uh, in Brooklyn, you know, uh, I just don't, I don't buy any of this stuff. I think it's just choreographed uh, from the parents and from the parents attorney to, tr to pretend that they are cooperating. And uh, I, I certainly do not buy it. And um, I don't know, uh, folks, I think that, you know, I've been on for uh, close to an hour. Um, Shishaw, California, thank you so much for the $6.99 super chat. Uh, Kim Holmes, do you think the father's out there to see what the FBI might? No, no, I think this is just, um, I think his attorney is telling him to do this, to show that, uh, to basically show that he's cooperating when, in fact, he's really not. I think he knows where his son is. He's nowhere near the Carlton Preserve. That's my opinion, okay, based on my law enforcement experience. Uh, but that's that's definitely my opinion, folks. Uh, it's been uh, you've been so good. Thank you so much for the folks that have been in the chat from all over the world, all over the country. This is a complicated case because basically now what it is, it's a manhunt, and the criminal case we're not really privy to all the information that they have, especially since the autopsy, the cause was never released. We don't know what they found in the crime scene. Um, so there's so many things we can just conjecture on, and that's what the media is doing. Uh, this has somewhat been a bit of a media circus. Um, uh, you know, the Carlton uh, Preserve looks like a reserve, uh, looked like it was, uh, you know, a parking lot with all the cars that were going there yesterday. Um, so all I can do is keep, uh, trying to keep you informed from a police perspective and, uh, Again, thank you, you guys so much for supporting Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. But on behalf of myself, Bill Cannon, and Phil Grimaud, look at Jan Saban. We got a new member. At least I got a new member. Thank you so much uh, for joining our YouTube channel. That, uh, that makes me very happy. Uh, we're getting more and more fans as we go along. I call them fans. I know you guys sometimes don't like to be called fans. You want to be called subscribers. Okay, I'll call you whatever you want. But You'll always be the fans to me. And uh, that's just that's just a fact. Anyway, folks, thank you so much for spending an hour with me. It's two, two hours and 59 minutes. It's so close to an hour. And uh, my name is Bill Cannon. And on behalf of Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories, have a great day. And thank you for watching.